Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Generational Voice Season 5, Episode 5. It's a new year and we are continuing with the Relationship Saga. Um, today, I'm here hosting again with my co-host, Jemima AJ. And Jemima is here poised and excited about today's guest. And we are going to have a very good time and great time in the presence of the Lord. Okay, so over to you, Jemima. Hi everyone, it's so nice to be back. New year, new things. <laughs> That's right. So here we have an amazing man of God and um, who's anointed, yes, and his lovely wife. Like I wish you could see her, but don't worry, you hear her beautiful voice soon. Hallelujah. So have your Pastor Ben and his lovely wife. I would like them to introduce themselves to you. So, Pastor Ben, the floor is yours. Please go ahead. All right. Thank you, uh, Jemima, and thank you, Daniel, for having me on Generational Voice. You know, uh, before I even introduce myself, I want to thank you for the opportunity given to me to speak on your your amazing platform. You know, I've taken time to listen to some of your podcasts, and I want to commend you for the great work that you guys uh, do. It really, you guys are impacting your your world in your own way, and I want to commend you guys for what you're doing. All right, to the question. Well, uh, my name is Pastor Ben. Uh, basically, the name should give you that impression that um, I'm a pastor. All right, so uh, I'm a pastor in in a church, in a youth church uh, in Accra, Ghana. And I'm also a writer. Yeah, I write. And I'm a pastor by calling, uh, a graphic designer by, by profession. Uh, but then, I'm also married to my my wonderful wife, uh, who will be speaking shortly. Uh, but then, basically, just this about me: I'm a I'm a pastor. I I'm a graphic designer, and then also I am a writer. So basically, that's just a brief introduction about myself. Thank you, sir. And um, my name is Fever. I'm the CEO of Food Cuisine. I'm also a sales and marketing personnel here in Ghana. Thank you. That's amazing. Like we have very powerful people here on the podcast right now, this instant. Wow, like I'm so excited for what we are about to discuss. I'm so excited to get wisdom from these people that you can see are influencing our generation, are influencing us as millennials. That's amazing. That is amazing. So to the first question, to break the ice, yes. Number one, what has changed about you since you got married? Pastor Ben, please, this is to you. All right, thank you for the question. Well, everyone expects that when people get married, there are are changes. But from my experience, I realized that things don't really change, quote-unquote, immediately after you get married. It's like you're living just another day. You know, when when we got married, I was expecting that the following day, you know, something spectacular happened, but I slept and woke up and realized that it was just like another day. And that was quite interesting for me on that particular on that particular angle. But then as the day went by, I realized that surely things were changing about my life in the sense that in the way I, I approached life, in my approach to life, in my relation with in my relation with people and then also in the line of what what i do so for instance in the line of mine the line of ministerial stuff before i got married you know i was that kind of person who 
would want every everything my way quote unquote my way so you know when i want something done my my mind is bent on 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 doing it my mind is bent on doing it my way but after marriage i realized that it takes two to make the marriage work yeah it takes two to make uh, a marriage work and without a particular ingredient things wouldn't really move ahead as it's supposed to to be so uh, i can boldly say that i've i've become a better person uh, uh, i've learned to to relate with people on a more different note and my view of life has changed a little bit it has not affected my values but it's changed a little bit now you know uh my wife is someone who also teaches i don't think she made mention of that she she's a teacher she loves kids a lot she's a school teacher in our church and you know sometimes just looking at her and how she relates with kids has influenced me in such a way that you know like i said it's changed my approach to how i relate with with people there are times where normal issues that i would have i would have struggled to handle i just look at how she's doing things and then i just i just inculcate that in my life i just learned that and that has helped me in, in a serious way and then also you know quite recently i was sharing with her i was just showing to her for for her involvement in my life in the sense that before marriage i was i was this kind of individual who would how do i put this this kind of individual who would always be thinking about you know what's next you know how i think how am i supposed to do this and how am i supposed to do that in terms of the things that that's something that i have as a as an individual as a pastor and it could get me worried but looking at her life it's like i married the opposite person you know whenever there's a situation around she's really 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 calm about things it's as though she does not really care but that's her also and that's influenced me in a in a serious way in the sense that it's helped me to become a better person and then of course as a writer you know she's the one who proofreads my ego's devotional sometimes after writing a lot she comes and the things that i've written down she takes a look at it and says ah what you've written is really nice but i think if you should do it this way it'll become better so personally she's also added to me so 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 much uh, as a writer thank you that's that's amazing that's amazing as you were just talking about it i just like that you're a writer it was just so impactful that you are doing all these things you know sometimes when we were so young we thought that um people would be so old you know maybe 50 or 60 before they do you know these kind of things or they have to be known everywhere before they could become you know to influence and you were doing this influence thing in your own way and the amazing thing that really got me is that you have someone that supports you it's like someone that complements your work and i believe that is what we as people coming up have to really um, look for someone that would uh, your purposes align in a way that he co- he or she complements the work that you do that's amazing that's amazing and the fact that you said that you used to do a lot of things you know on your own you know you try to do it on your own it was you alone so why was there a need for someone but someone coming into the picture now it's both of you now you have to look out for the other person that is some amazing tips right there lady pastor please can you also share um your views on this 
Thank you very much, Mom. Um, so, just a few things. I would like to keep it brief. So, um, the question is, what has changed about me as a person since I got married? I would say that I've become more responsible. As, as an individual, I've become more responsible. Because it would have to work between taking care of the house that's in our culture you're supposed to do as a woman and going to an official work and coming back to the house. You'd have to plan your daily well so that one would have to give equal attention to both ends. So yeah, it's made me more responsible as an individual. And then also it's a lot, 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 lot of patience. Um, I wouldn't say I was quick tempered, but you know, being by yourself for all these years and suddenly have to share your whole space with somebody else. It takes a lot of patience to do that. Because you would like things done in a particular way, even the arrangement, even in a particular way, and the other person prefers it in another way. So you have to, I'll say, I become responsible and I learned a lot of patience to do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. This is one thing you don't know about this um, this couple is that they recently got married. They recently got married. Hallelujah. They recently got married. And they are young. Yeah. So in the Ghanaian culture, most of the time, if people want to get married, they usually get married between the uh, um, age of 29 and 30. And that's the, that's the majority. And that's the, the usually accepted age. But these guys broke ground and got married early. Please, Professor Ben, when did you get married? Yeah, and how young? <laughs> how young? Before the question. <laughs> so, uh, I got married at 26, and that was just uh, last year, May, on the 7th of May of last year. Wow, wow, wow. 7th May last year. So, the, the marriage is not even one year yet. Hallelujah. That's how fresh they are. And so they are carrying fresh wisdom. Hallelujah. Fresh wisdom into this. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for that. We are giving an example. We are breaking ground and, and we are paving away. Amen. So um next question and I'll address it to Lady Favor. So what are some myths that aren't true about early marriage? What are some myths that aren't true about early marriage? And then after you answer them. Uh, Pastor Ben can answer. Okay, um, thank you, sir, for the question. Um, <laughs> so, for instance, I've heard people say that once you get married, automatically, like, all your problems go away. Like, you have no worries again or no cares again when you marry. Like, people see marriage as the apex of everything. But uh, I don't know if you you would still have to learn to go through life as a comes. It doesn't automatically solve all your problems like people make it seem, especially the ladies think, you know, once I'm I'm not complete without marriage. Marriage doesn't really make you complete or incomplete. You are who you are as you come into it. So yeah, marriage does not solve all your problems automatically like we make it sing. Thank you, sir. Right. Why does it solve all your problems? Wow. The things that we have thought about. All right. So, Pastor Ben, would you like to add something to this? 
Yeah, I think I would want to add uh, one extra thing to what she said. So, uh, in our setting as well, you know, a lot of people say, think, or believe that when you get married as a when you get married as a young person, it means that you know you are devoid of every kind of responsibility you have towards other people. For example. Uh, there are people who get married and automatically it's like they leave every single thing they are doing and all the attention is on their on their marriage and that is not that's not really true all right when you get married it's like an extra responsibility is in like like my wife said it's like an extra responsibility comes in right now you would have to you would have to balance your time and every single thing that you do as an individual you would have to work extra hard when i say you have to work extra hard i mean that you will have to put in extra efforts to make to make their their marriage work as well and then one other thing one other thing is that people say that you need a whole lot of money to get married that is not true and i'm not also how do i put this i'm not also you know encouraging people to get married when they've not really prepared for prepared for it but you must understand that marriage is a step of faith you're going to carry someone you're going to bring someone into your life and that's taking that bold step alone it's a step of faith it's a step of faith that you must take but you know in our time now in our generation right now a lot of young people are scared of getting into marriage because they feel like you know i need all the money in the world to to get married i advise people to get prepared you know on that level of finances and stuff like that but the most important thing is is that it's you don't you don't need all the money in the world to get married you don't need all the money in the world to get married you find the right person you feel good to go you are you are okay when i say you're okay i mean that uh you have that you have that peace in your heart to go ahead you'll be fine you'll be fine someone might listen to this audio and say that Oh, don't mind him. He's just freshly married. That's why he's talking the way he is. But like I said, it's my experience. So as we go on, uh, we are we are entitled to learn as well. So basically, uh, that is one other thing that I would also want to add. Thank you. God bless you so much, Pastor. Like you, you literally said the truth. Like truth is being spoken. I feel like most of the times is actually based on the kind of. The part of the world that we live in and and the kind of generation as you said that we are we are living in is it's as if you need so much money and you see people some even get to borrow loans and what have you to get married what is your view on that on those who go the extra mile i want to have an extravagant wedding i want to do this and that and after yeah so about the weddings they they spend so much money on the weddings they concentrate on what people are going to say this and that and after they get married and you know they're in depth what do you have on that or what you what's your view on that kind of wedding let me take that again so like i was saying people who i thank god for that bringing that i got i got to personally see my parents you know grow up in a in a not so you know in a wealthy space some way somehow these people had something that was really precious and that was understanding and i strongly believe that you know the people who spend a lot of money getting into the marriage or the like you said they go as far as 
going to banks to borrow money from people or to go to the go to the bank to ask for loans just to get married it's an error it's an it's a it's a serious error because the marriage is not the wedding people spend much on the wedding and then it's after the wedding that's when the marriage begins the marriage doesn't begin you know uh in the planning stage of the wedding and all the things that you would want to do or you would want to say no the marriage begins after the event so the event is not the marriage the event is just the wedding and that's just one aspect is the beginning of the journey and so if you would want to spend that much you know people go as much as spending you know uh fifty thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars you know twenty thousand dollars i would advise if you have the money and you would want to do that why not but don't do it because you are pressured by people don't do it because you want to impress people because people will come to uh, your wedding ceremony they will come to the wedding ceremony you know be happy be joyous enjoy with you and after that you know they leave and they go and in our part of the world most of the times when people are getting into marriage they have the expectation that oh this let me let me just do the 10 grand so that everyone will see and they will my wedding will be the talk of town that's not a wise decision you know scripture says that who intends to build a house and does not first sit down to count the cost if you know where you're going as an individual especially as a young couple or as a young person there are things that you don't spend a lot of money in because if you do that you are going to realize that you made a a serious mistake because whether you like it or not the problems of life you know they 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 increase as we grow but you will need a certain level of wisdom to manage some of the things that you have so the best thing that I can suggest that someone can do is that, first of all, look at where you're going. In the absence of purpose, your resources are abused. If you have something you would want to do in, in view, you would want to, because of the plan that you have, you would want to channel most of your resources after the marriage. Now, in the Western world, one of the things I like about the Western world is that I don't, quote-unquote, I may not know, but there's not so much pressure to organize a big event as it is in in our part so for instance someone can just you know we love each other we we see our parents about it that i love the lady the lady loves me cultural rights it might, might be different but they just go to the court and then they sign those who do the church weddings as well they have just a mini you know the most important thing about the wedding or the marriage is family all right so once you have the family you have the family around you don't need to spend so much but like i said if you have in excess and if you have an abundance and that is where you would want to go why not but don't put you under pressure number one just to impress society just to be the talk of town and then number three just so that you know people can say that wow i would want to have this particular kind of kind of marriage no if you do that you're going to regret it at a particular level at a certain level in your life after the marriage thank you Thank you too, Pastor. <laughs> Truth has been spoken. Indeed, it is an error. Yes, I would rather prefer a spiritual and intimate ceremony rather than an extravagant ceremony. Everything that was spoken of was the truth. Hallelujah. So, let me just move on to our next question. What are some truths about marriage? What are the things that are truth? that are truthful about marriage that they don't tell us. Lady Flavor means you can take this one. Thank you, ma'am, for the question. Some truth about marriage that we don't tell us. Most of the things that we come to hear mm-hmm. that are true about marriage, we get to hear them before 
we have to go in. Definitely, we get to hear anything like two heads are better than one, which is very true. But what a decision that one person would take, it's better two people do that. It's more advantageous in that manner. We get to hear all these things before marriage. So um, for now, nothing that we are seeing that has not been told us about it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lady Flavor. Pastor Ben, please, what are some truths about marriage that we, you know, most times we are being scared about marriage and we, we, the truth is not really made clear. So please, what are some truths about marriage that you can just pinpoint for us to see? Thank you for the question again. So basically, like, like my wife said, most of the things had been, had been told us, but then, uh, oh Lord help us today. <laughs> <laughs> all right so some of the truth about marriage that has not been told young people is that you know you can still be young and get married and have a successful marriage in our part of the world most of the times people have to they think that you would have to be 40 years or 70 i say sorry, 70 you know 40 years or 50 or 60 to to get married but that is not the case you know you can be young and have a successful marriage and that is and that is true you can be young and have a successful marriage and like i said you know someone someone who is older can listen to this and say that well you know it's because he's fresh and married that's why he's he's saying that but that's my personal conviction and my experience so far and i strongly believe that young people are being scared out of marriage because of the particular picture that has been painted on the outside that marriage is you know that kind of uh, it's a trap for example you know it's a trap once you get into marriage you are not free to do certain things and all of these things that people say it's not true it's not true when you get when you get into marriage you are not locked no the bible says that one such is a thousand two shall change ten thousand all right so it means that even in the marriage it's an opportunity for you to become even better like i said for you to do more but unfortunately there are some people who do not have that particular experience and i admit it but from my experience you can be young and get married and enjoy your marriage so far as there's purpose in view you can you can go ahead and then get married as well so that's one thing that we are not being told one of the pictures that is being painted to us that you know once you get into marriage you are locked you are not free to do certain things no it's not it's not true Great, great, great. Thank you so much for that. There is something very true. The things that people think about marriage that are true and not true. Okay, so the next question, how is the God factor inculcated in your marriage? How is the God factor inculcated in your marriage? And that's to you, Lady Faber. Then after you, then Pastor Ben can come. Thank you, sir, for the question. How is the God factor inculcated in our marriage? Since I since we got married in May, and even before the marriage, there has never been anything. When I say anything, I mean anything that Pastor will first. The first person that will come out of his mouth is, "Have you prayed about it?" From the beginning, was so annoying, <laughs> like super annoying. The slightest thing, the next question is, "Have you prayed about it?" There's not this thing. What is God's opinion about it? I'm like, oh gosh. But yeah, I mean, God is in the center of it all. There is absolutely nothing that we do as a couple without first asking about God's view on the matter before we go ahead and be it in our 
finances or our business and day-to-day life every single thing that we do there is always this what is god's opinion about it before we even move on thank you sir wow 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 that's amazing <laughs> even before the marriage even before the marriage and that's true that's true you must involve god in everything 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 and i like the fact that pastor ben always says it that what has god said about it and what is god saying about it and what's god's view on it <laughs> very important very very important pastor ben would you like to say something yes please i would want to add something to it you know there's a scripture that has shaped my life even before i was a pastor you know Proverbs chapter number 16 verse number three the bible says that commit to the lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed it's basic this is this is basic and so even in our marriage every single thing revolves around god because i've grown up to understand that when god is involved in something and he gives you the go ahead to to do something surely he's with you in it and so like my wife said we don't do anything without consulting god on the matter because most of the times a lot of people tend to do things they begin things without god and when things begin to get difficult that is when they run to god and that is wrong when god has not asked you to do something and you go ahead and you do it you don't really have a support because he didn't send you (laughs) all right but then once you commit it to him another mistake that people make is that they pray about but they don't really wait to hear what god has to say about the particular matter after they pray they say well thank you god thank you god it's done it's done it's done you know and i've come to realize that most of times when people pray about something that they already have a perceived mind about for example maybe you met the person and you're praying about the person you're praying about the person and because you love the person so much you want god's answer to be yes so before you you are you are praying and you know you are hearing that still some of saying you know she's not right you then you know you go like oh thank you father oh god you've given me the word yes she's the one that's it's not the one you're trying to convince yourself because that is your, the choice that you want to make and so in our marriage god the god factor has been it has been the central point of every single thing that that we do our life revolves around it our life revolves around it and mostly because i'm also a pastor yes yo so definitely the god factor is really really important and very essential in every marriage marriage understand was instituted by god and if it's instituted by god it means you need god for it for for the marriage to work and so if you take god outside of the marriage it means you are on your own even at the wedding ceremony they say that this marriage is between you your wife and and god if god is out it means that you are on your own and that is a, that would be a very very terrible life to live so thank you for the question as well the god factor has been it's been top notch yes hallelujah the god factor indeed has been top notch that that's powerful and what you said was just it was just on point because i remember when i started to actually get serious with god let me say i ran up <laughs> and god had to you know go and catch me and bring me back so when the moment i said okay this time around i'm going to know god for myself i don't care what anyone says just me and god and what have you when i started to know god for myself the first thing god took me through the school of the spirit and the first thing that god took me through was relationships and as funny as it is god has to take me through relationships and at then i didn't understand like oh literally why does god have to be part of relationship why does god you know want to uh, want, want to show me what and what to do who and who and who i should actually be friend with 
who I should look out for and what have you. So God actually taught me about relationship and that's the day that I got I actually understood that God wanted to be part of my relationship life. And I believe that's a very crucial thing to our lives. Most of the times we let God be part of everything. God gave me that business. God gave me that job. God do this for me. God do that for me. Oh God help my friend. Heal my friend. And we forget or or, or do not make God part of our relationship. Do not make part of our marriages. And just as you said, Pastor Ben, that someone you go and find someone and when the person is now giving you problems, you bring the you bring the person to God that God please heal this person. Please save this person, save our relationship, save our marriage. Meanwhile, in the first place, you think you ask God that God is this the right person for me? God, will, will, will I and the person do I and the person's purpose align? Though he's a, he he or she is a Christian and I am also a Christian, I'll do our purposes align. And even if our purposes do align in a certain way, character-wise, can we tolerate each other? And yeah, so what he said, Pastor Ben, is very crucial and very critical. God should be involved in our relationship. God should be involved in our marriages. And that is the part where the devil mostly, he mostly um, inculcates himself. Because most of the times we do not involve God in that part. And the devil finds his way there. So we have a lot of people, Christian-wise, and they are not having good marriages. They are not happy. There are people, some of them are burning for God. Then they didn't really involve God in that relationship aspect of their lives. So I really like what you said because you really cleared the air for us to understand. Hallelujah. God bless you so much, Pastor Ben. So moving on to the next question. How was the wedding and what impact did it make to you? Lady Favor, please. This is yours. Thank you very much, Mom, for the question. Um, how was the wedding? I went according to plan. So yeah, it was great. What impact did it make? That it would always be the two of us. Let's know if it's God and the two of us. When it comes to the human part, there is no third party in it. It's just us. So us in the sense that whatever we decide to, decided to do, that is what we did. Budget and everything. That is what we did. So yeah, the wedding was great. And it showed us that, and it taught us that it will always be the two of us till the end. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. Thank you too, Lady Fever. Always the two of you, and that is true. Pastor Ben, please, anything you'd like to add to what she said? Yes, please. I would want to add something. You know, when we were yet to get married, one of the things that come to value is something that a lot of our young people in our generation do not really give attention to, and that's privacy. You know, what people don't know, they cannot really attack. And for instance, for the our wedding went accord, like she's according to plan. You know, on our wedding day, I was in tears. People didn't understand because it was as though, like, a- every single thing went according to plan. Before the wedding, I we went through counsel, counseling. One of the things that my pastor told me, you know, was that as a young person, you must understand that, like I said earlier on, 
the marriage is not the wedding the, the wedding is the ceremony but the marriage begins after the ceremony and then he said something funny that we laughed about but it was something serious he says don't cut your your don't cut your coat according to your size cut your coat according to the material you have and that speaks so 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 much wisdom in the sense that you don't plan outside of your budget you plan with with what you have you plan with exactly what you have so we didn't really feel the pressure the unnecessary pressure that a lot of people take themselves through just to impress just to impress people so everything went according to plan and we were fine great so don't cut the coat according to your size according to the material amen so the next question that were there any naysayers in you getting married and how did you deal with that how did you deal with that and i'll just this to really be favor any naysayers when you get married and how did you deal with that thank you sir for the question um i wouldn't say yes so pastor made mention of something earlier privacy is very key on um here in a part of the world before the what is it is announced in your church and the date and stuff like that on the day of our date announcement it came as a shock to everybody including those who quote unquote were close not family or friends but those who were even closer because nobody did anything about the preparations whatever privacy was just key so it was just both families that were of the known and very close friends who were of the known of the preparations and these ones, knowing you know, the people you keep are right, when you keep the right people around you, anytime you are taking the right decision, they are in support of it. So there were no naysayers from that aspect. If it would come when I made from public opinion, which we didn't give room for public opinion, it didn't come as a surprise to anyone. So yeah, nothing much of naysayers to that. Thank you, Sarah. Wow, wow, wow what privacy really did for you because we know that in this in this thing a lot of people come with their opinions a lot of people have things to say and then oh you are too young or oh, are you prepared or oh, you should do this this way you should do that that way but wow you guys use privacy as a weapon and it really really works as then would you want to say something <laughs> my wife just said that of course you want to say something <laughs> all right so I just want to add, I just want to, you know, just add up to what she said. You know, like I said, privacy, it's, it's, a, it's a serious blessing that people don't, you know, people don't know. Right now, you know, in, in this particular time, you know, when somebody goes out, quote unquote, with a guy that, you know, they are not even in a relationship yet. They post the picture out there, oh, me with my, with me with my new guy, you know, and that's, that's serious. You know when there is no label even in a relationship they they begin to push and i believe that this is basically because of you know everybody wanted you know want to be accepted everybody wanting people to see that oh something is happening to my life and i strongly believe that if you would want to go far with something or if you want to succeed in a lot of things sometimes it's best that you you keep certain things private why am I saying that you keep the private things private, the public things are supposed to go public. But if you can value your privacy, trust me, there are a lot of unnecessary wars that you are, you are going to avert or unnecessary pressure that you are going to avert that shouldn't come to you as well. So we kept our privacy, we kept privacy, we kept everything low. And 
you know prior to prior to this i spoke to my mom about it and she at the first time she was thinking that i was joking you know she said oh stop what you are doing i said i'm, I'm serious about it so you know i called the family together then i spoke to my dad about it then i got that particular yes from my dad then i knew that if the father of the house had said yes ma'am I'm, I'm good to go and family support and you know the support of the people who are very 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 close was was key and so and again that's what that's the most important things that the people who matter to you are in support of what you are doing of course god has to be in support first before every other thing comes uh before every other thing comes so uh, we didn't really have naysayers because we didn't give room for for there to be for there to be any and you know after a marriage ceremony people will talk and stuff like that but one thing i've learned over the years is that sometimes you don't give ear to what is not really important to you per se so even before marriage and after marriage people are going to talk people are going to say a whole lot of stuff but you must give attention to what you want to see in your life or where you would want your life to to be so there was no naysayers because we didn't give them the platform to to contribute to what we were doing thank you that's powerful that's powerful privacy i'm writing that down i'm pinpointing that yes so to the next question i think this this question is on everyone's mind right now what is the right time to get married pastor ben please can you answer this one all right thank you for the question when do you get married an interesting question you know so let me use myself as an example so when i was quite younger i decided you know the how old i would be before i would get married so everything worked according to plan so i after i i thought about this definitely the time is going to come when i'm going to get married so i began to pray into it and you know this is not something i've shared with anybody with the exception of my wife i had to pray concerning my wife for about three years i knew her but I have to pray, you know, concerning her for about three years. When I say three years, I mean, I was like serious with the prayer, not serious with the prayer. Until one day I decided that, I just decided that, no, I, I have to settle this matter once and for all. If I can settle it with God, every other thing, uh, I can move ahead with every other plan. So one time I remember I was in the first, I was praying, and then I heard from the Lord. And then that was the settlement for me. I felt great peace within my heart. And, you know, the Lord says, you've made a good choice. If God said, I've made a good choice, then who am I to say that I've not made a good choice? So I believe that the right time to get married is, first of all, okay, so to the right time to get married is when you know that every other thing is in place. For example, you cannot say you're going to get married if you don't know why you exist. Praise the Lord. You cannot say you're going to get married when you don't know your bearing for your you don't know that you're bearing for life. In the absence of purpose, every other thing that you are going to be doing is non-scoring so after i prayed after i prayed to the lord about this then surely i knew the person we've been friends for a while went ahead proposed and then it took us long longer time to to actually set that particular marriage date because from when you decide that you want to get married to actually when the when the marriage actually happens there is a process in there you would have to build yourself you would have to know where you are going and you would have to also know the things that you will need to make the marriage to make the marriage work the key word here is maturity there are a lot of people who get married let's say they are 30 they are people say that you know hey i'm growing i have to get married because i'm growing you don't get married because you are growing no 
you don't get married because you are grown because the people who are 40 years are still they are not matured when those people get into marriage they they worry their partners because they feel that because of their age you know they can make certain decisions that will affect the marriage in a wrong way so when is the right time to get married it may be different with everybody but there are key ingredients in there that cannot be taken out and one of these things is is maturity yeah you know it was the archbishop who says that he says that we don't get married for sex you get married for purpose so there must be that you must find your purpose where you are going when god met adam when god met adam in the garden before god brought eve adam was doing something god brought adam something adam the purpose so you must know your purpose even before you get into the marriage because the, when the woman comes in the woman comes in as a helper but how is someone supposed to help you do something if you don't know what you're about so you it's very 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 important that you know you get to discover your purpose very 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 early yeah for some people they get married before they discover their purpose they are the exceptions but as young people one of the things that we must understand is that there is a long life ahead of us and the most important thing is for us to discover our purpose early so that we know the kind of people that we need you know to help us on the journey just take for instance you know you are in a car you won't go somewhere for example you want to go somewhere and you don't know the car you're supposed to get or let's say you're traveling from the united states to france and then you know you you board you get on board to uh you get aboard a plane that's going to netherlands you are not going to get to that particular destination you are going to all right and so purpose must be in view before you know marriage comes before you think about before you think about getting married because the woman comes as a help meet someone to come help you you know with what god has given to you to do and then of course you know in as much as you may know your purpose you would have to mature as well yeah physically spiritually emotionally psychologically you know there are people who are married they got into marriage and it's like every day they are emotionally beaten down by their spouse which is wrong and so you would have to know yourself you know this is this are general stuff but you would you would have to know yourself have a firm belief in your identity because the people who are getting molested by people being beaten by people and all of these things that are going on in a relationship is simply because most of these people first of all do not value themselves they don't value what they have they don't value who they are they don't know what they are about in life and you know top of it all they don't they're not really matured about certain things so you need to be mature before i'm not saying that you know in terms of maturity you need to have the wisdom of a 60 year old but at least a certain level of maturity should come in and then also you would have to prepare preparation is very very important preparation is very key get married when you know that you are prepared to to get married and then also like i said i said purpose i said preparation and then the maturity factor as well and then the most important one when you have the green card from when you have that settling in your heart by god concerning the person that you want to you know move ahead with in terms of their marriage all right thank you wow wow you said that once you propose the time between when you propose and when you actually get married it's a process it's a process of maturity wow wow that that's that's very deep that's very deep lady favor would you like to say something and especially for the side of the ladies yeah what is the right thing what would you advise the right thing for ladies to get married thank you sir for the opportunity once again um <laughs> as i said almost every day um 
I'll just add a few like so the question is when is the right time what is the right time to get married so it's not about I'm going so I need to settle down you are supposed to go and help somebody as a lady to accomplish something for his life yet you don't even know where you are headed how do you help someone when you can maybe help yourself so you would have to actually find yourself and the notion of um, I'll be complete when I get married you'll be a burden to the man when you get married you'll frustrate somebody's son when you get married because he's not there to make you complete you are supposed to walk into the marriage completed the Bible didn't say that he will find a woman finds a greeting the Bible says he will find a wife Fight a greeting. So you would have to be a wife before you meet the man. A wife in all aspects. So the man would have to come and marry a wife and not a woman. So you would have to be complete in yourself, both in the purpose to which God has called you and in your finances as well. You don't go and burden somebody's son with everything. You need to be complete before you enter into the marriage. So you don't frustrate somebody's son. When you look at the rate at which um, the men die in marriages than the women, the men die just are higher than the women. Not because they are old, not necessarily because they are old, but the frustration is too much for them. The women tend to frustrate the men too much. Because if you are not complete, you are finding completion in a man. Once he's not able to meet your style of completion, what you will do, you frustrate him because you'll be demanding too much that he can give you. So be complete, be a wife for the man to find a wife and not a woman. Thank you for the question. Wow, wow, wow. That's amazing. That is truly amazing. You must be complete. I feel like that's something that a lot of people have in mind that when I get married, things will be better. When I get married, they will complete everything. And you are sharing truths by experience. I mean, by experience, you are sharing truths. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I think it's very, very important. It's very, very important. And like you said, the man must find a wife and not just a woman. You can find anybody who is a woman. There are a lot of women on earth. Yeah, there are a lot of women on earth that you can find. But if there's a treasure to be found, there will be something that you must search for. And so therefore, the wife can sing. Out of the women, you must find a wife. Hallelujah. And that's that's amazing. That's amazing. All right, so I'm moving on to our next question. And it's quite personal. So, yeah, it's quite personal. What is the purpose of your marriage? What is the purpose of your marriage? And I'll address it to Pastor Ben. Thank you for the question. All right, so before we got married, in designing the backdrop or stuff you know stuff like that i'm every designer so i worked on my stuff my my way the way i wanted stuff to be done so i knew it and i placed it there we placed it there you know usually people i like to do things in a particular way in the sense that what i want to do or the things that we want to do we want it to be plain you know the bible says that write everything so that he who sees it will run with it so basically it's inscripted it was inscripted on our on our backdoor banner which which read together we make an unbeatable team 
living love and serving and impacting lives together for jesus so the aim or the purpose is for us to first of all together we can do more that's the that's the mind with which we're running with together we can we can do more we are in this together we are living together we are loving each other it's not going to be a one-way thing i'm not just going to be loving you and you not back but it's going to be it's going to be uh, a two-way drive all right and then the most important thing about this is that our lives is a life that is going to be lived to serve people and then also out of our our service there are things that we want to see we want to see changes in the lives of men thereby putting that impact there but we are not just impacting people or living to influence people for ourselves but every single thing about this marriage is yet towards something serving and impacting people for the lord jesus christ so we don't do it our way we do it the jesus way so basically that is that living loving serving and impacting lives together for the lord jesus wow that's great that's great that's great and you made it plain and i think that's something that our those who want to do yeah you made it plain that's amazing that's amazing amazing you had a vision and a purpose amen in your answer to the previous question you see you kept on saying something that the lady is a helper she's a helper she's a helper she comes to help she comes to help yeah some people and i know the listeners especially from uh their geographical location we want to know what so like can the man also help the lady is he also a helper today and should the man only have purpose and the lady come in to help and so yeah so what what do you say about the independency of the lady in her purpose what does the, the, the role of the man to play and address to you pastor ben all right thank you so before we got married one of the challenges one of the things that i was about it was kind of a worry to me was because i knew that surely 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 uh my wife now also had a calling on her life and so one of the challenges was that so what if it happens in this particular way that you know um i'm into ministry and then god calls you to do something else outside of what what i'm doing you know ministering your in your own in your own space it was kind of a worry but then we found a common we found a common ground to that so in as much as their wife is supposed to be their help meet you know naturally women are, are quote-unquote like incubators whatever you give them is whatever you're going to get back you know at a maximized level so it's very 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 important for us to understand as young men or as men that you must also invest in the life of your wife if someone is coming to help that does not negate the fact that you cannot also help her in that particular aspect how our relationship even began was a genuine you know a genuine interest to help her grow basically and that has not stopped now in our marriage it's not just about me like i said it's about us if she's growing it comes to help facilitate us fulfilling the purpose that that we have and so one of the responsibilities that every man has is also to invest his wife to ensure that she becomes that particular individual who is positioned at the right place to be of help to him in the assignment so of course my wife right now she does aside the work that she does she's also in children's ministry and like i said earlier she has serious love for kids i don't think i've ever seen anyone with that particular love for kids you know so i always ensure that in as much as she is helping me i i work as much as possible to first of all 
I introduced materials to her that, oh, you know, I found a book that I think you can read that can help you in the line of your assignment, you know, in that particular aspect. There are times we have conversations concerning how things are going. There are times where, you know, uh, quote unquote, someone was saying this because I'm a pastor, but then I spend time to pray for her so that she will succeed in what God also wants her to, what God has called her to do as well for the kids. One time we went out and somewhere around the KFC and we're there and then she looks down at a, you know, a particular building. It was a kind of a skyscraper and she says that this is one of the things that I would want to do for the kids. Get, you know, getting a, this kind of uh, a building to host these children in there, making provisions for them, taking them off the street to feed them, to make sure that they are better, to make sure they become better people so that they can also contribute to the world or to their world in their own way. I look at her and I say, God, this is the, this is the kind of person I need in my life because she has the same vision. And if she has this particular kind of heart towards the things that she wants to, she wants to do, then this is someone I really, I would really want to help. So surely the man also have to make investment in the kind of woman that she would want to see. If you are seeing someone for those who are already married, if you are seeing someone who you don't like right now, it means that surely you may have a part to play in it based on the investment that you made also in her. So if you don't like what you are seeing right now, if you don't like some of the things you are seeing in your wife right now, I think the best, the time is now right to sit, ask yourself questions. What can I also do to make my wife better in that particular aspect? So it goes either way. The woman is not just the helper per se, Yes, that's a main purpose, but then the man is also expected to to be of help to the lady, to the woman, or to the wife as well. Wow, I'm really listening. I'm really listening. I'm so I'm I'm just quiet and I'm just keenly listening and taking notes. You just said it all. It's just so powerful that you should also invest. Men should also invest. What you are seeing, if you don't like it, you should invest. Hallelujah. That is powerful. So as the men help the woman, the woman also help the man that's something you said that really got me because you saw her purpose and you said this is the kind of person i want to have some people are married to people that though their purpose are not really you know in the same line straight line they just you know they just can't find it interesting or intriguing to them and as you spoke that it really opened my eyes that it might not necessarily be in perfect line like as in maybe you are a pastor your wife doesn't necessarily need to also be a pastor but then what that person's purpose is for actually intrigues you it's actually something that you know is dear to your heart and that is all that really matters you you really enlightened me there and there and it's it really took me you know by surprise and honestly if you need supporters in this children vision i also have a children vision so definitely definitely we can you know have this um you know coming together and helping out that is amazing okay so moving on how do you partner with each other in purpose how do you partner with each other in purpose and that goes to you really favor thank you ma'am for the question so um how do you partner with each other on purpose? So Pastor made um, a comment earlier where he said that as a man you also have to invest in your wife. 
So like he said, um, I had the children ministry in my church. And he's a pastor. Whatever it takes to make sure that I'm teaching these kids in the right way, he makes it available. There are some times that, you know, people think that pastors are superhuman beings. Like, the moment they wake up, they are, they are in the mood and everything for, like, for the light and the tree. Then you go to preaching and everything, but it's not me. So, there are times, you know, he has a sermon to go and deliver, and he's just out of his body to even pick up his Bible to study. I would have to be on his neck literally, get up and study, get up and study. Sometimes he wakes up on a Sunday morning and he says, Oh, today I don't want to go to church. And I say, He's a lie, you will go to church. You know, <laughs> you just have to be there for the person, be a shoulder for the person to lean on in times when the person feels like this whole ministry thing, this whole calling thing is here in our continent. We say it has overheard him or the thing has overheard me. You know, like I can't take it anymore. It has to be a shoulder. Even when things are not going the way that the person expects us to go, you don't talk down the person. You be a source of encouragement for the person. You would even try to bring up solutions for whatever it is that is going on. So yeah, the support is there for each other in all ways to ensure that the purpose of God for our individual lives is fulfilled. Thank you, Mom. Sister Ben, so how do you partner with, with your wife in purpose? Thank you for the question. I think my wife spoke at me. One of the things that, you know, she made mention of, she made mention of something I don't want to just add a little bit to it before I come to my main question was the fact that, you know, sometimes you're working on something and it, it appears as though the thing is not really working as expected. But then surely you would have to be there for the, you would have to be there for the, uh, for the individual. You know, personally, for me, to her, how do I partner with her? Like, I think she made, she even made some of, uh, some of those submissions right there. That there are times where I, I ask her, personally, I ask her certain questions, you know, in relation with exactly what she's, what she's doing. So we, there are times we sit down, we sit down based on, you know, after certain either weeks or months, based on our own arrangement. And then we ask questions, we ask each other questions. How far with this? Are you, what's the goal for this? What are you supposed to do that you've not yet done? You know, trying to bring her attention back to exactly what she wanted to do. Because sometimes, you know, there are situations that may pop up in line with fulfilling your assignment that you may tend to forget what you you know you wanted to do and in that particular line asking having that particular time of asking ourselves questions you know brings our attention back to the things that we said that we were going to we were going to do how do i partner with my wife well surely because of the kind of work that she's doing i try as much as possible i work as much as possible to ensure that she's always on her toes how getting her books to read getting the resources to read spending time to pray for her as well uh sometimes also opening her up to some of the other ministries that are around the world you know children's ministry that are around the world and some of the things they are doing to help us you know broaden our scope because the reason is not just to be here in ghana but it is to the world so we begin from from somewhere but then like i said earlier when investments are made we partner together sometimes we spend time to pray together for the kids sometimes also you know we put we put substance together to be a blessing to some of the kids that she's working with and even some of the kids that are not even 
you know, even around. My wife is that kind of a person who would meet someone in a in a public transport, and the way she will relate with a kid in the car is as though they've known themselves for like like three million years, <laughs> you know. And so I try to encourage her at every given moment when I have the opportunity. But when I see that she is she is a little bit down a particular line because she's not seeing some of the results that she wants to see. Why not? I come as a I come as a superman. I fly like a superman, <laughs> you know, to encourage her and then also to listen, to listen. You know, one of the things that a lot of men, quote unquote, don't do is to listen. Yeah, they don't listen. All they want to be is to be heard, you know, so they come and say what they want to say and then they leave. But then that's not really right. One of the ways that you can partner with your partner as well is to listen to the issues or some of the things that she's experiencing and then provide the necessary answer to that particular uh, issue. So far as you have the solutions to it, if you don't, the both of you find a solution together and then you work things out as you're supposed to be. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You, you voiced out a lot. And I just like the fact that you are already friends. You are intrigued or, you know, with the purposes that each other has. It's amazing. It's amazing. So it's like when you are trying to help each other in purpose, it doesn't come to you as um, a problem or it doesn't come to you as something that you get tired to do but because you understand and in a way you are aligned you help each other and not only in prayers but with resources as well that is that is amazing that is a that is that's really powerful yes right already I, the conversation is coming to an end and this has been a very 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 powerful conversation and i didn't want it to end and so yeah yeah this is a part in in my life where i am I'm hoping to get to and that is um, the marriage and i'm sure most of our listeners too are either in or hoping to get to preparing to get there yeah and so i don't take this conversation lightly i believe that everything you are saying is ordained and is inspired by the holy spirit and i'm i'm, I'm cleaning as much wisdom as i can from it and definitely i'll be employing some things that you have said into my life as well amen and so as we are ending um, because I ask you that what word, what thing would you say to the one listening right now on, on the platform, the one listening to you right now, the, the person who is preparing for marriage, the person who is already in marriage, um, the person who is in the dating season and the person who, is, who just recently got engaged, what is your word to them? What is your word to them? And so, oh, I'm addressing this to um, Lady Favor and when you're done, Pastor Ben can just come in and also bless us. So, thank you, sir, once again for the opportunity. So, my final word for listeners out there let's not be the center point of your life, but let's be the whole point of your life. Everything that you do, let's evolve around him. Secondly, keep your life private. Social media is not a platform to advertise your life your life is not a business venture it's your private life keep it private it is not a business venture to advertise on social media keep your life private and lastly marry someone you can relate with marry somebody who is a friend to you somebody you can talk to freely marriage is not a zombie club so ensure to marry someone you can relate with thank you sir all right thank you so much and to you um, Pastor Ben, what do you have for the listening? 
I thank you for the uh, opportunity. All right. So uh, to anyone who is listening to me who finds him or herself at that particular point where you believe that you're at that particular season where you would want to get married and stuff like that, first of all, go to God in prayer, speak to God about it, and be patient enough to wait for him because it will pay off. Be patient enough to, to wait for him. And if you're already in the marriage and you don't know where the marriage is heading to, I think this is the right time to take a push and think about things together with your spouse yes think about things you know you cannot be doing the same things expecting different results marriage a friend of mine you know a brother of mine called mel one time said something to me that made a lot of sense even before i i entered into a relationship one of the things he said to me was that relationship is work yeah relationship is no matter the relate the kind of relationship that you have it is work you have to work it what you don't work you cannot see results in it or you cannot see the results of it so you would have to make efforts in any level of relationship that you are in right now to ensure that that particular relationship work but like i said once you have the go ahead from god giving your maximum effort and to that particular young man or young lady who is at that part, part particular point in his life who is considering entering into a relationship there's just one question that i have for you the question is that is this something that you are willing to sacrifice your life for? Have you discovered what God wants you to do? Is this relationship you are getting yourself into something that you know that it's the right time for you to get into it or you are doing it to please people? Are you doing it because of peer pressure? Are you doing that because of the opinions of men? If that's the case, then I suggest that you retreat, you find yourself, you build yourself, and then you get into the marriage. When the right time will come, and when it comes, you will know it within yourself. And finally, I would also want to speak to everyone listening to us that God has a plan for your life. Discover that plan and follow that plan. It's one thing discovering the plan of God and another thing subscribing to the plan of God. For example, generational, you know, when you go on Spotify, you can see the generational voice uh, channel. You can choose. The fact that you've, you've seen it doesn't mean that, you know, you have subscribed to it. All right. So you can see something, but not, not subscribe to it. And the same way, there are a lot of people who know, quote unquote, they know what they have to do, but they've not actually subscribed to it. So I would ask that you discover God's plan and God's purpose for your life, because there are billions of people out there that are waiting for you to manifest. There are a lot of people out there that are waiting for you to, to assume your responsibility in what God wants you to do with your life. You are not a weak person. You are not a feeble person. You are strong. You are... Uh, you are courageous and i want you to make that decision that you are going to live your life for the lord that's the best decision anyone can ever make make that particular decision that you're going to live for the lord make that particular decision that you're not going to live for yourself because it's an empty life live for the ultimate purpose of god for your life and in as and in relation to marriage and all that decide that like my wife said, you're not going to get into a marriage with someone you can relate with. Get together with someone you can relate with. Have fun with. Crack jokes with. You know. And feel free around talking to her or him about anything that is going on in your life. And every single thing is going to work out well. You know. Thank you for for uh, for listening to, to us as well. The little wisdom that we had to share. Thank you for the opportunity given to us and to the generational voice, for the voice of gener- generational voice crew. Thank you so much for also giving us this opportunity to share our experience. Our prayer that you will not a year by this time, you know, your ruby will be marvelously, you know, wide in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for impacting young people with what you're doing, and we love you so much. And thank you.
Amen. Amen. We receive it in Jesus' name. I like what you said, Pastor, about the purpose. Sometimes we know the purpose, know what we have to do, but we run away. And I am a victim of this. And God had to go and catch me and bring me back. <laughs> yes. So if you know what God has told you to, honestly, we need understanding to ask God for the understanding. Ask God for the understanding. God called me and I thought something else. Hallelujah. So know your purpose. Ask God for the understanding. Just as Pastor Ben said. Um, it was an amazing time. It was a great time. And with with Pastor Ben, Lady Favor. And I I assure you that I enjoyed this session a lot. I'm thankful to the Almighty for giving us courage and spirit in, in, in this meeting and for fellowship of the holy spirit in addition god bless you so much we appreciate you so much pastor ben please can you say a word of prayer so we end this meeting all right thank you so much let's pray father in the name of lord jesus christ we thank you for the privilege given to us to have fellowship today thank you for every listener of the generational voice podcast we thank you lord for the privilege given to us to to know you to the work with you and we pray in the name of our lord jesus christ that even in the year 2023 we thank you that lord our steps are divinely ordered by you we thank you for the wisdom to make the right decisions and the right choices we thank you lord for a heart of obedience and a heart of yieldedness to follow the path that you've ordained for us and father we pray in the name of our lord jesus that every need everyone who has a need everyone listening to the sound of my voice who has a need lord i know strongly that you have the ability to meet that particular need and i pray that you not just meet those needs but you exceed those needs in the name of our lord jesus spirit of living god i pray for every listener that you have your way in their life i thank you that i thank you that every single one listening to us lord that from today their lives is going to see a different turn. i thank you blessed father that lord your will is established in their lives in a mighty way in the name of our lord jesus christ we thank you for access to divine supply we thank you for wisdom for everything that we need to do and father we thank you for the grace to work in our purpose and to fulfill your will for our lives we thank you that lord everyone who is at any level in their lives who's going through a difficult time spirit or living god we thank you that you are rearranging their lives you are reordering their lives to meet the will of god in the name of our lord jesus christ and i pray lord for generational voice that lord you are amplifying this ministry in the name of the lord jesus christ spirit of living god i thank you that you are echoing it through the world i give you praise and i give glory and i give you honor lord that this is done in the name of the lord jesus christ thank you father for impacting your people even through our voices in the name of jesus amen